This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. The mindset of an inspired generation. Power 98.7. Now we're talking. At exactly 12 minutes uh, past uh, 7 on the line, we are with the uh, architect of the National Assembly Building, Jack van der Leck, who designed the National Assembly Building in the 1980s and uh, supervised its construction. Uh, and he says that the repair bill is likely going to run into hundreds of millions, as much as one billion, depending on the extent of the damage. Good morning, Jack. Hi, Gwena. How are you doing? Good, and how are you? Welcome, fine. Thank you very much. Great stuff. So, you know, just, just maybe take us back to uh, the, 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 the idea behind building such a, a magnificent building way back in the 80s. What was the mandate? What was the uh, um, call for action for you as an architect? Well, look, I headed up a, a team of professionals, mm. you know, that includes architects, engineers, quantity surveyors, electrical, mechanical, uh, in, uh, structural engineers at the time. But the object, uh, simply, Gwena, was to provide more space for the proper functioning of Parliament. Uh, because the numbers had increased, members of Parliament had increased, the, but there was not sufficient space for everybody. Mm. So it was simply a matter of uh, providing additional accommodation, which at the time, you know, with the previous dispensation, uh, there was a system of the what they called the tricameral parliament, mm. remember? Mm. Yeah. Now, uh, those three houses were put together, but in the old assembly, there were not enough seats to accommodate all three houses together. So the essence of the whole thing was, in 1983, to provide a facility which could house all the three houses in one chamber mm. and that's how we uh, i mean then of course the chamber was the main so the focal event and with the chamber you had the speakers officers we had committee rooms we had lots of officers to, to, to provide because there was a general shortage the, so the mm. sort of whole political uh operation in the country expanded and that need, needed more space so that was what that, that, mm. that was the basic brief so so Look, looking into uh, that, I mean, back then, how much yes. did a process like that, a, pro- a project like that, cost roughly? Well, at the time, uh, well, let's put it, put it the final figure. Mm. We built that thing, uh, the other, the whole extension, mm. for, for set, just under thirty-two million rand, mm. which, you know, at that time, was a sizable amount. It was a lot of money in nineteen eighty-four or eighty-three. Eighty-four, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, it was a lot of money. But, of course, it was the uh, democratic seat of government. And, I mean, uh, yeah, it was a very important structure, a very, uh, uh, how can I say, important in the sense that, you know, uh, all political events were focused um, on Cape Town, Mm. the Houses of Parliament. So it it was an important building, and it had to obviously provide a multitude of services, requirements, you know, it's a uh, complex institution, the parliament, it's got, uh, as you know, high demands as far as uh, communication is concerned and uh, data and Mm. uh, networking and all that sort of stuff. So uh, 
It, well, and also, of course, when you, you know, you, you're good finishers. You need, you need to finish a bowling which is going to last a hundred or more years. You know, you can't no, just absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 I mean, just, just, just out of uh, um, sheer curiosity, Jack, when you build a building like that, so when you design a building like that, things like uh, um, sprinklers, fire systems, yes. detecting systems come standard with that, right? Absolutely. You have to comply to all the regulations. Uh, building regulations and service regulations, service requirements. And that building, uh, uh, Gwena, was designed as an independent element attached to an existing complex. Mm. It could function on its own completely. It didn't, uh, it didn't rely in any way on any services connected with the existing uh, uh, parliamentary precinct, you know? Mm, mm. And um, ha- have you had a chance to see, I don't know if you still have access of sorts, to see the extent of the damage uh, at this point after this fire? Uh, Bruno, I was there uh, earlier in the week, but we obviously were not allowed inside. Mm. But obviously this, the photographs which we saw subsequently, and I mean you've seen them as well, Yeah, uh, that confirms that the damage is, is absolutely serious. I mean, and it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. You know, uh, it's, it, it, it'll be it will entail a rebuild altogether. And the one thing that worries so me... So a rebuild, I mean, not a refurbishment of sorts. Just a no, no, total... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, no. Yeah, you don't get there. A refurbishment. It can be restored. Yeah. But there's one, there's one big thing. That is those big concrete beams spanning across the assembly chamber. Yeah, yeah. And I believe I've been told, uh, I've heard read somewhere that uh, they were regarded unsafe. And also, as you know, there is at the moment all sorts of statements and allegations being made and then, um, but the first thing needs to be done is, uh, is uh, an investigation of the structural capability mm. and the structural integrity of, the stru- of, of those concrete beams. Now, I believe Public Works Department has assembled a team of multi-disciplinary experts, which is engineers, architects, and uh, electrical, mechanical guys, the whole team, mm. to do this investigation. That's, that's going to take a while. Uh, but it's also important, as far as I'm concerned, that that investigation must be led by outsiders. We should not only independent yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be, that's an important element because uh, we need to have an absolute object, absolutely objective view of what has happened there. Now, the forensic independ- uh, investigation is presently underway. And until we know what those reports come up with, what they say, only then can we decide what the way forward will be for that mm. building, you see. Fantastic. Uh, and and uh, um, Jack, just quickly, uh, uh, what, what sort of figures? I mean, yes, maybe the investigation, the whole thing needs to be, but I'm sure we're looking now, in consider, considering the uh, initial amount that you mentioned, could we be looking at like uh, billions of rents? Uh, look, it's hundreds of millions, definitely. Hundreds of millions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Look, look, I mean, the building, the total floor area was 25,000 square meters. You know? If you multiply that, and I mean, common today, I don't think it will be uh, excessive to say it could, 20, 30, it could cost 20 to 30 or even more thousand rand per square meter to, re, to, re, to upgrade the whole thing, you know? Yeah. That puts you, 30,000 rand a square meter puts you up on, on 750 million. So, you know, the figures are huge. I mean, uh, and it's the taxpayers' money. Jack, we're going to have to leave it there. Unfortunately, we're out of time. But thank you so much for coming through this morning. Architect of the National Assembly Building, Jack van der Leck. So, yeah, um, so we, we could be going to hundreds of millions. And remember, we're going to pay for this, eh? 
You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.